Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. This is Tuesday, August the 23rd, and uh, joining me is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Ray's in Kansas City, Kansas. We three. And I am envious. You're an envious because? Because Ray told us this morning for our story meeting for this program, it is sunny and 66 degrees in Kansas City today. Wow, man. I'm, telling, I'm telling you, Tim, this, this is good golf weather. This is it, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Great golf weather and great football weather, too. Fall. And bike yes, riding. It, it, it's good bike riding weather, good football weather. I mean, it's been hot, hot, hot. So, yeah, we're pretty happy here right now. 66 and sunshine is probably what it is in heaven today. <laughs> <laughs> heaven in Kansas I think we're tied right? with heaven today in terms of weather. Huh? That is nice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Man. Especially, as, as Ray said, when the fine folks of Kansas City have been suffering through a hot, mm-hmm. hot summer. All right. Well, uh, again, folks, we appreciate you listening uh, to the program. If you'd like to join us. On the internet, go to YouTube, Facebook, or AFA, or streaming.afa.net. Uh, we prefer that you use our streaming service. You can watch the show live a video there. It takes you a couple of minutes, maybe at the most, to register. And then every day, you then you can pop in anytime you want to, and watch the uh, shows that we do here. Our live video streaming of most of the programs that we have here during the day, at least on American Family Radio. Streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net is the uh, is our web site that carries our live video stream. Dr. Frank Turek will be along in about uh, eight nine minutes. And we're going to talk to him about the uh, theory of evolution and also the Big Bang uh, theory because there's a telescope mm-hmm. that we've sent out by we I mean the United States has sent out. Uh, into space, and it's bringing back some very interesting, interesting, and pictures. spectacular, which might challenge pictures. the Big Bang theory. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you seen these uh, pictures, Ray? Oh, phenomenal! I mean, yeah. we're used to seeing the Hubble telescope, which was great, but the Webb telescope, this brand new one, uh, it's generations beyond uh, pictures of deep space that we've never seen or even imagined. Galaxies, Tim, we didn't even know existed are showing up here. So fabulous. Right. All right, Christopher. All right. Bring them to us the news. Yes. Well, in a story that you can find this morning on our website, AFN.net, uh, you will learn that lawyers for former President Donald Trump have asked a federal judge to halt the FBI's review of documents recovered from his Florida state earlier this month until what's called a neutral special master can be appointed to inspect the records. A what? A special master. I looked it up. A special that sounds like a religious thing. <laughs> yes. You know, some kind of cult. A special master, as defined by Cornell, is uh, someone who's appointed by a court to carry out some sort of action on its behalf. So basically, basically it's a special counsel or attorney 
uh, by another name, but they want someone who's neutral, and good luck finding that in 2022 America. So, Fred, what we got going on here, President Trump, mm-hmm. in response to the FBI's raid yes. on his uh, home, yes, they took all the boxes, yes, uh, and then the Justice Department, which oversees the FBI, yes, <clears throat> under the direction of the Attorney General, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want the uh, is it affidavit? Is that what? What is that? Uh, the, not the affidavit. The uh, what's the the, the affidavit is the document that the FBI used to petition the initial judge, Judge Reinhardt, for the warrant to go and raid. Okay, the affidavit, the Justice Department slash FBI is saying we don't want that released to the public. That's right. President Trump is saying, I do. Yes. And his lawyers are saying, I do want that released to the public so the world can see what they were after, they, yes. the FBI. So uh, the so what we have here now is the now that President Trump has is suing the FBI, right? Yeah. The, for, what, for what reason? The lawyers go to this judge, as Chris has said, they want what's called a special master to review all of these documents. We are hearing stories like in the New York Times, uh, other places. Well, first we heard that uh, Trump had nuclear codes uh, down at Mar-a-Lago. Now we're hearing that he had all kinds of top secret documents. You mean there. like Hillary had on her server? Yeah, kind okay, of. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. That she erased? Yeah, that I, she I erased. Got you. Okay. Wiped it with a Kleenex. White clean. That the FBI let her off on? Yes. Oh, I got exactly, you. Exactly, okay. because okay. she really didn't mean to have them there. I Remember that. Okay. Remember that. Anyway, uh, I, I think what the, the president is looking for, President Trump, he is looking for someone who is unbiased to go through all those documents and to come out and report mm-hmm for the American public to make it clear what was there and what was not at, uh, at, uh, Mar-a-Lago. Okay. So that lawsuit will go forward now, I guess. Yeah. We were able to read, uh, the Trump petition, uh, that went to the judge last night sometime and, and basically it lays out a kind of a chronology of, uh, president Trump and his lawyers dealings, with the FBI, with the boxes that are Mar-a-Lago, going back to January, mm-hmm. the National Archives wanted a bunch of these documents, and and according to what uh, Trump's people are saying, willing to give them up. The FBI arrived; they were there a couple of times, going back to June. A couple of incidents in June when they were there, President Trump even came into the room and and said, "Hello, FBI agents. Anything you guys want." You go ahead. President Just let Tr- us know. President Trump himself said that? Yes. He came in the dining room there or wherever it was and said, hey, guys. This is back th- in June. This is back in June. You guys come along. What did they do the raid for then? Well, that's a big question, Tim. Why did they do the raid? If I think if you're in President Trump's camp on this, he believes, and even in this petition, he believes it was politically motivated. They want... They being the Democrats, they being the Biden Justice Department, do not want Donald Trump running for president in 24. Yeah. And so they would like to see a charge brought against the former president. Right. This seems to me like it's turning into if you're if you're if you if you hate Donald Trump, that that's he stole government documents, put him in jail. Right. Right. If you're pro Trump. And you say he's being persecuted once again by the same people who tried to destroy his administration, that is the FBI mm-hmm. and the Justice Department. And I, the people in the middle, 
not that there are a lot of them, I guess. But now I've seen polls. They're they're trending against the Justice Department and the FBI on this one. Okay, I'm talking about the people who really are dispassionate about Trump one way or another. They feel like, am I right? I've seen the surveys. I've seen the results. They feel like so. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, are uh, asking you, Ray. Uh, what do we, and then you get into the blurriness of uh, okay, uh, any uh, a president can make anything he wants to unclassified, right? Right, right. And then you got all these boxes taken out at the last minute at the White House, stored at Mar-a-Lago. I said yesterday, Mar-a-Lago. Mar, Mar-a-Lago. I got that right, Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I got that. I don't think Trump knows what's in there. Hardly. He may have a general idea. He doesn't know what's in box 13 over there, file 47. He doesn't know what's in there. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Right. right. Number one, he didn't pack those boxes himself. It's impossible that any president, not just not just Mr. Trump, right. but d- d- did Barack Obama know about every single document no. No. that was taken? No, that, that's impossible. Number two, the president, whoever he is, Republican or Democrat, has basically, and you can correct me, guys, if I'm wrong, basically unlimited power to declassify anything he decides to unclassify, and he can do it anytime he wants. Right. So if, while he was president, he said this is unclassified, then he could take it with him legally. Third, we know, Fred, exactly what you said is true, that Mr. Trump was completely willing to cooperate with the FBI when they came down to look at those documents, look at it, whatever you want, take it back. I mean, that seems to me to be on the record. So, Tim, I come to the conclusion that this is not only political, and not only do they want Donald Trump not to run in 2024, but I think behind it all, they want him not just uh, criminally indicted. They want to see him in prison. I think that's the only way they think they can keep him from winning for, for, in twenty twenty four. For whatever reason, bars. for whatever reason, they can come up with. Hmm. Yes. That's exactly right. Yeah. In this petition that uh, Trump's lawyers filed last night, they also mention that amongst the documents that were taken by the FBI in that raid, they believe there is privileged communication between Trump and his lawyers. Now. Why would they're not supposed to have access to that? That is what they call privileged communication between a client and his lawyers. And they want those back. I also want to know who told the FBI that in, in the room back there by the entrance that goes out to the pool is some boxes. And I went through them. Mm Mm-hmm. And I found a few papers there that got some uh, classified information on that. I think you guys need to go in and get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Yes. Okay. Or they're saying that's what happened. There's a mole. Yes, it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Colonel Mustard. Yes. Or or somebody. Was that, that, was that his name, Ray? That was one of them, yeah. Colonel Mustard, right? One, one of his name, Colonel Mustard. The but, there was a butler, right? There was a or butler. Who, or who... All right, for a free AFR travel mug, <laughs> Ray, name name all the uh, name all oh, the man, characters I, of Clue. You got current. You got. I can't. I, I, you got I want a mug, mug, but I can't. You, you guys know. I'll keep score. I, I got it pulled up here. I bet. I bet Frank Turek knows. Frank, are you there? I'm here. Frank yeah. Turek is not one of the characters from Clue. <laughs> oh no! All right, Frank. What were all the characters for a free AFR travel mug? A free, in Clue. Yeah, Clue. Go. Man, Colonel, we, we gave you one. 
Colonel Mustard? Colonel Mustard. I played that game like twice. <laughs> All right. I don't have a clue. He doesn't have enough faith no, you to don't play have this clue. game. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Why am I not surprised Frank came up with that pun so quick? <laughs> okay, before we move on, uh, you got it pulled up? I do. Yes, sir. What are, the, what are they? All right. Mrs. Peacock, Professor Plum. I remember Professor Plum. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Peacock? Yeah. Miss Scarlet. Was she married to Mr. Peacock? I wasn't there to witness. Little J.J. Jasper joke. Mr. Body, Colonel Mustard, Mr. Green, Mrs. White, Wadsworth, and this may or may not have been a character in the movie, not the game, the singing telegram girl. (laughs) Well, Well, we all know the cause of all crime out there, according to CNN, is Donald Trump. He should be included. (laughs) Yes, the Donald Trump character should be made an official part of the Klug board game. It would be huge. (laughs) And just take everybody else away Mm -hmm. and just blame him for all the crimes of the world. He's got the candlestick. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, welcome, uh, Dr. Turek. Well, thank you, Tim Wildman, uh, the great Tim Wildman. You can make me an honorary doctorate if you want to. I'm special master. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what a special master is? No. Chris read it earlier. It, yeah. it, it, he he wanted to find somebody who was not biased. Good luck with that. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. something John Ankerberg would talk about yes. in mm-hmm. the 80s. The attorney general is going to point somebody at the New York Times. Yeah. The special, oh. the special master behind the curtain will you now. You know, every day I read the New York Times and the Bible just to see what both sides are doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. So uh, we were talking early in the program, Frank, about this uh, mm-hmm. telescope. And you talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This uh, Is that what you call it, a telescope? Uh, the James Webb, yeah. Mm. What, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that? It is, as uh, Ray was saying earlier, simply amazing. I, I actually watched a video this morning that the head guy, of the head engineer of the whole thing said that when we take a picture with the James Webb telescope, uh, the exposure time is about 12 hours. For the Hubble, it would take like 11 days to do the same thing. So uh, it's, a, it's an amazing new tool we have out there about a million miles from us right now orbiting the earth somehow. oh it's in orbit so it's not it's not uh going but the voyager is the one that continues on out yeah the- I, I i think this is in some kind of orbit i don't know how this works actually but i saw a video today of it kind of staying about a million miles from us and the amazing thing about it apparently is that it has this tennis tennis court size sun shield on it that allows the thing to operate in the infrared spectrum because the side that's facing the sun has uh, temperatures extremely high and the side that's facing away from the sun has temperatures extremely low. So somehow they figured out a way to do this. Hmm. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Yes. What, what is that? I've heard of it. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> the Big Bang, well, there's a difference between the evidence for the Big Bang and the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory is just a naturalistic way of saying, well, yeah, the universe had an explosion or the universe exploded into being out of nothing with the way they dated about 14 billion years ago. Uh, but the evidence for the fact that there was a creation event, which is has been pejoratively called the Big Bang. In fact, it was termed the Big Bang by Sir Fred Hoyle, who didn't want the universe to have a beginning. And he said, what are you going to call this new theory? The Big Bang? And they went, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what we'll call it. So it wasn't even, it's not a formal name. It was kind of a, 
a slam of a name, and it stuck. And and the evidence shows that there was a beginning to the universe, that, that space, matter, and time did have a beginning out of nothing. And if that's the case, then whatever created space, matter, matter and time, in my view anyway, must transcend space, matter, and time, right? The cause must be spaceless, timeless, immaterial, because space, matter, and time didn't exist uh, until the Big Bang. So whatever created it has to be something beyond nature, something we would call supernature. So I think it's evidence for God. Uh, so, Frank, supposedly uh, something that the something from the James Webb telescope mm-hmm. and the pictures that are coming in is some kind of evidence against against the Big Bang. Um, I have not. Do heard we even that. understand? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I have not heard that. What they're trying to do, you see, when they're when they're looking into space, they're looking at history, because due to the the time, the light takes to get to the earth you're looking when you look in fact if you go outside and look at the sun right now and don't do that ladies and gentlemen not directly anyway you're seeing the sun as it was eight minutes ago right you're not seeing it right now well imagine these stars and galaxies which are apparently light years away you're seeing them uh back when they were thousands or millions of years ago they hope according to their dating they hope to get back to viewing the universe as it was when it was only 300,000 years old which is a long time ago okay so did the god of the bible create everything we're seeing out there oh i think so absolutely yeah did the bible say that in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth that's about the best way you can say it so yeah i think so that's that's the heavens well, the heavens and the earth, they didn't have a Hebrew. There's no Hebrew word for universe. So when they say heavens and earth, that's what it means. Created created every physical thing. And, of course, that, I mean, that, that's what Genesis 1 is saying, mm. that the heavens and the earth were created, meaning the universe was created. Frank, uh, we were discussing this at our story meeting this morning, and somebody brought up, and I haven't researched this personally, if you have a big bang, let's say you can imagine in your mind that you have this ball and it explodes. The uh, with with regards to space, ball of what? Uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, in reality, it wasn't a ball. It was non-being. Non-being. There was nothing, and okay. then space, matter, and time. Came but to but if there's an explosion, if there's yeah. a big bang, mm-hmm. matter spreads out. What what I heard, and again, I haven't done the research on this is that the material they're starting to see they 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 with this telescope with this telescope this stuff is not as far out as it should be in other words uh they're starting to look at this and saying okay if it's been if this explosion occurred at whatever time it the matter should be out there much further and they're seeing it's in closer than what they thought hmm. have you heard any of this i have not that wouldn't change our ultimate conclusion, even if it were true. Okay. Right? It would just change the timeline if that were the case, right? And I know Christians argue over the age of the universe. For me, when people say, how, how old do you think the universe is? I always say, look, I'm absolutely convinced it's, it's at least 60 years old. All right. All right. I'll, I'll throw my mom in there. It's at least 84. Okay? That God created is certainly more certain than when. That's the issue. Did God create the universe? I think it's... It's 
the evidence shows, yeah, he did. There's got to be a, a spaceless, timeless, immaterial, powerful, personal, intelligent cause to create a universe like this out of nothing, out of non-being. So when that happened, that's another question. I think that it happened is 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 we certainly have good, very good evidence for that. Right. Isn't what Frank talking about just a religious viewpoint? Well, ultimately, ultimately, anything you say about the origins of the universe is going to have uh, religious implications. It answers the question, where did we come from? I mean, Frank, sometimes we haven't even mentioned the word evolution yet, but isn't there a difference between evolution as a way of looking at certain pieces of data uh, I mean, Christians, we even disagree what that word means. Isn't there a difference between evolution as a scientific uh, way of looking at evidence and as a naturalistic, all-encompassing worldview? Oh, yes, absolutely. And evolution, if you're talking about biological evolution, is so far down the causal chain than what we're talking about. Look, before you can have the evolution of life, first of all, you need a universe. Secondly, you need the fine-tuned laws of nature and the universe itself, which is fine-tuned, then you would need life itself, and there's no one out there who knows how life began from a naturalistic perspective before you could ever talk about subsequent life forms. So even when people try and say, well, even if evolution's true, uh, or if evolution's true, there's no need for God, that's nonsense. There's so many other things that need to be explained before you ever get to new life forms, the universe, the fine-tuning of the universe, the natural laws that govern it, life itself— all those things need to be explained, and the best explanation for those things, in my view, is intelligence, i.e. God. Now, we don't know it's the Christian God just by looking at cosmology or biology, but if we keep looking at evidence and we realize that Jesus rose from the dead, then we can go back and say the same being that walked out of the tomb 1,989 years ago is the same being in whose divine nature created the universe out of nothing, Right. Just from cosmology or biology, you may get an intelligent being, but you don't necessarily get the God of the Bible. Once you realize that Jesus rose from the dead, and then you go, ah, the same. This, this is the God that created the universe out of nothing. This is the God that fine-tuned the universe. This is the being that created life. This is the being that created new life forms. Hey, can you can you stay with us for five more minutes? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, we're going to take, take our break a little early here, Brent, and... Uh, we're going to come back because I got one or two other questions about this uh, that I want to throw to Frank. You're listening to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. With us right now is Dr. Frank Turek as he joins us most Tuesdays at this time. He's the host of Cross Examined, which is an excellent radio program you need to listen to on Saturdays and Sundays here on American Family Radio. Frank's live program is at 9 a.m. Central Time every Saturday morning right here on this uh, station, and then Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central Time right here on American Family Radio. Uh, Chris, uh, Fred, Ray, and I'm Tim, and we'll be back in just a minute or two and continue this conversation. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow 
political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Well, we're over halfway full with our trip to Israel, and that's coming up in March 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Lots of folks are signing up to travel with us, and we would love for you to join us if you've been waiting to go to Israel. As I've said before, there's no COVID travel restrictions any longer coming back into the U.S. or in Israel. There's no testing, and certainly there's no, quote, vaccine requirements. So all you need is a suitcase and a passport. That's it. So all the information is available at twholyland.com, TW holyland.com it's going to be a wonderful time to see the places you read about your whole life in the bible and uh, we look forward to taking everyone in march so join us twholyland.com twholyland.com hello americans i'm todd stern stand by for news and commentary next uh, my goal as a teacher as is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Dr. Andrew Fox has been the lead chaplain for the fire department in Austin, Texas for eight years. But he was fired after writing a blog post about how men should not compete on women's athletic teams. His personal opinion and blog had offended LGBT firefighters. Chaplain Fox was given the opportunity to recant his personal beliefs and apologize to the gay community, but the chaplain refused, and so he was ordered to turn in his uniform and leave the fire department, ending a career filled with commendations from City Hall. Alliance Defending Freedom is representing the chaplain. They filed a federal lawsuit alleging his First Amendment rights had been violated. A few days after he was fired, the chaplain was summoned to the scene of a drowning. First responders had wanted him to pray, but when they learned he had been fired, the chaplain was told to stand down, which speaks to the lack of compassion among the Austin Fire Department's gay staffers. I'm Todd Stearns. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. Psalm 27.4. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net, uh, Facebook and YouTube, carry the program, uh, live streaming, Today's issues, or you can go to our new streaming service, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. We live video stream the uh, 
programs here on American Family Radio now, most of them. Uh, so uh, check that service out as well. Uh, I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward, and uh, we're in Tupelo, MS, and our good friend Dr. Ray Pritchard is in Kansas City, KS. And uh, joining us from North Carolina is Dr. Frank Turek. Frank, uh, uh, I wanted to, we were talking about evolution. Well, we talk, started the discussion talking about the Big Bang Theory and the, teles- the web t- telescope. It's, it is called a telescope, right? Yeah, it is. It's okay. just uh, way out there. That is, uh, the, you do a search for that, folks. It's bringing back spectacular uh, pictures from outer space. And um, it's just, you look at it and you just, wow, there's so much out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many, so many, uh, I, don't, I don't call them planets. I don't think you call them planets, but uh, stars and, and all sorts of things to look at it's just uh, uh simply breathtaking now we we've talked about uh god the god of the bible created all this and uh, as ray said and and frank said <clears throat> rather that uh, the bible tells us this in genesis that god created the heavens and the earth the earth being the planet we're on the heavens is everything else right ray that's right okay um so frank I thought of this a few years ago, and I was, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first one that's thought of this, although I do have original thoughts. Uh, <laughs> but uh, when you're talking about Darwinian, not you, Ray, not you, Ray, or, or, Fred, or Fred or Frank necessarily, or Chris, but when people talk about their belief in Darwinian, Darwinian evolution, that is, uh, Charles Darwin's uh, origin of the species and he, he explains life outside of the supernatural outside of God although it's interesting if you read some of what Darwin said he he, he sort of says uh, he explains all this but then he says but I can't explain how the eyeball works without God now moving on to the next chapter i mean you remember that part was that was that in origin of the species frank do you know i don't know if that was in origin of the species i paraphrased did, right there he, yeah. was, he didn't say eyeball he said he, well he he did say that if if any uh complex organ could not be put together by slight successive modifications that my theory would absolutely break down. And since Darwin, we've discovered that indeed that is exactly the case. It's now called irreducible complexity. Right. That all the parts need to be there in working order for you to have any function at all. And you can't get there gradually. Just like, for example, you can't build a car gradually and as you're building it, drive the car to work. All the all the pieces need to be there at the same time in working order for you to drive the car, right? I don't know. I've seen some drivers in Memphis that <laughs> behave like that. But anyway, uh, okay, so that's a great explanation and, and much more articulate than Tim right there, Frank. Now, here's what I want to say that kind of shoots down the whole uh, Darwinian evolution idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if 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 we evolved uh, on Earth, plants, animals, humans. 
at least for animals and for humans, you have to have a male and a female. That's true. To reproduce. Mm-hmm. So, if you're going to believe in Darwinian evolution, you're going to have to believe that there were there were simultaneously evolving these two sexes in every species on Earth, every human life form on, or human life and animal form yeah. on Earth at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to, not only do you have to have the improbable occurrence of one species, uh, a male, say, evolving, you'd have to have a female evolve right along with yes, them. Yes, in the same yeah. location. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. impossible. That's what well, I'm it, saying. It, yeah, well, you're just adding to the impossibility yes, of it. Yes, mean, yes. Or the, impl- wait, let's be fair, the implausibility of it, okay? It's it's unlikely to happen once anywhere, but it's certainly even more unlikely to happen once anywhere with both sexes alongside of one another. Okay, Ray. So the let's wrap. We can talk about a lot of different aspects to this and and go a lot of different rabbit trails. And I'd like to do that maybe on future shows. But Ray, let's wrap this up in a biblical context. <clears throat> We're seeing the telescope and what it's bringing back to us. We talked about evolution. How it's it it really doesn't make any sense. Uh, why would people, Ray, want to ex- try to explain the universe, try to explain Earth, try to explain life without consideration of God? Isn't, isn't the answer that uh, they want to be gods in their own right? Because to say there is a God who created you in his own image, which is what the Bible says, means that we are ultimately accountable to him. If we're accountable to him, then we're going to answer for the choices we have made, the life we have led, what we have believed, how we have treated others. Everything is going to be answerable to God. So they have taken the great truth of the universe and they've turned it on its head to get rid of God so they don't have to answer to him in the end. But uh, I want to say one final word, Tim, too. I don't think we need fear anything that this telescope is going to show us. The James Webb telescope is going to show us ever more clearly that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows forth his handiwork. Folks, don't be afraid of looking at the universe because if you look at it truly and rightly, it will lead you back to God, not away from him. Amen. Amen, brother. All right, Frank, look forward to your show. What's your show on this weekend? Uh, We're going to be taking some questions from our audience. They email me questions, so I'm not exactly sure what those are. But I like what Ray just said. You know, I've noticed that many people are looking for God like a criminal is looking for a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's a great title for your next book. Yeah. They're not interested because they don't want God to exist because they want to be God over their own lives. See, that's really the issue. Now, that doesn't prove whether God exists one way or the other, but the motivation can be instructive. That's why I always ask people, if Christianity were true, would you become a Christian? And many people will say no. They just don't want it. It doesn't matter if it's true. Jesus could appear to them and they'd go, I need to see a psychiatrist. This can't be true. Because human (laughs) beings don't want to submit ourselves to anybody. No, no, we don't. I mean that's that's our nature, mm-hmm. right? And Christianity calls us to submit our life to Christ. Mm-hmm. So submission means obedience. It means denying our own will. It means getting rid of selfishness. All those things that uh, 
are required of us once we believe in God and we, and I'm talking about the God of the Bible. All right, uh, Frank, take care, my friend. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, brothers. God bless. Okay. That's Dr. Frank Turek. Uh, check out his uh, cross-examined ministry. They got a lot of excellent material there that will help you as a believer uh, on apologetics and uh, all kinds of things. Keep believing is Ray's ministry. What's your website, Ray? Keepbelieving.com. And, and Frank's is cross-examined. <clears throat> all right, Christopher. Bring, um, bring us back to earth. Yes. Well, this this one's going to be a, a combination of a head-scratcher and, and I told you so. And uh-huh. I bring it up because uh, Frank just mentioned the phrase cops and criminals there. There's a story right now at the top of foxnews.com, and the headline is this. California County saw 70% of criminal suspects released on $0 bail commit new crimes. There's this policy now in California and other places where if you get arrested for certain things, they can let you go. You don't have to post bail. And come to find out, according to data from the DA's own office, a lot of these people end up back in jail. Is that in Los Angeles? It is actually in the Sacramento area, so the state capital area. Yolo County. They released 595 individuals without bail. 420 of those individuals were rearrested. In other words, hey, you can go, no bail, no problem, and they see them back in court, 470% of them back in court. They recommit crimes. 70% of criminal suspects. Listen, these people in these big liberal cities that do this kind of stuff, they deserve it. Uh, that, that sounds terrible. You get what you vote for. Yeah, let me just rephrase that. I didn't mean it like it sounded. Innocent people don't deserve to be victims of crime, violent crime included. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is what you just said, Chris. Mm-hmm. These people in these big liberal areas, blue states, blue cities, they keep voting for the uh, uh, soft on crime prosecutors, mayors, city councilmen. And so this this is what happens. Okay, we talked about human nature earlier. This is if you don't punish criminality, you're going to get more of it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so until people of those places I just mentioned, those blue cities and blue uh, states, and until they wake up and say, you know what, uh, we can't keep doing this any longer because it's too da- we've created too dangerous an environment for ourselves. You know. You know what's tragic in this? Uh, there was a story late last week about how certain cities, their businesses are dying, like in their downtown core. Yes. San Francisco. Yes. Portland. Chicago. Seattle. Chicago. Their businesses, it's not a safe place to be. So people aren't going downtown to shop. And so businesses are closing. You've got a situation in Portland, <clears throat> Oregon right now. They're... they're you know, bring on the homeless, they say. We're, we're, we want. Yeah. The homeless are moving out into the residential areas, and people are having to sell their homes to move away from those areas becoming because they're drug-infested. Yes. The worst thing that's happened to our country in the last 10 years, maybe not, I'd have to think through this to see if I'm really the worst, but one of the worst things that's happened was a complete and total overreaction to the George Floyd murder. Yes. 
killing that happened in Minneapolis. Subsequent to that, you had all this Black Lives Matter stuff, defund the police, uh, cops are evil, uh, all that stuff, and riots all over America with no punishment, burning burning, uh, a lot of the city blocks down, and now we see what's happened subsequent is that the criminals are emboldened I'm seeing video after video after video, at least a couple times a week, of people out in the streets. They're confronted by the police officers because they're doing things that are that are law breaking, mm-hmm. or the police officers are having to confront people because they're in a situation where, and the 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 the, the uh, people that the cops are talking to, they're belligerent. There, there, there was a uh, this. Uh, uh, Police saw this was a nonviolent confrontation, but you had this uh, Marshawn Lynch, the former professional football player. He was out in Las Vegas. They pulled him over for, well, he was he was sitting in his car. I think he was drunk, mm-hmm. and the cops sitting there for three minutes arguing with him about you need to get out of your car, sir. He wouldn't move. He wouldn't budge. They had to, they had to physically pull him out of the car. And I was just waiting on him to say, hey, look how the way they treated me because I'm a black man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that card's being played all over the country against police officers. If they dare say anything to somebody and they have to be African-American or a person of color, it's de facto racist. And the cops are scared and worried because they don't want their lives to be over because they make a an arrest of somebody and have to get into a physical altercation. I'm just saying all the – and these DAs now who have no bail, mm-hmm. you have no bail? So these people are, it's a turnstile. So the police officers in these cities are arresting people, but they're back on the street that afternoon. Mm-hmm. This is all, a lot of this is in, is, is the overreaction to the George Floyd situation that I mentioned uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, so the defund the police, remember all that? Well, now the people that are for defund the police are saying, like in San Francisco, wait a minute, we defunded the police and that, that's yeah. work. That's, that's horrible. That's working out terrible for us. And also the, uh, impact this is having on the business community, especially in these downtown areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's having ec- an economic uh, yeah. I- I- impact. So anyway, so go ahead. I said Starbucks announced they're shutting down oh, yeah. 16 of their right. franchise. In Seattle, right? In Seattle, their home base. They're shutting yeah. them down downtown <laughs> where normally Starbucks does really well. And it's because, and Starbucks admitted this, the CEO admitted this, it's because our employees don't feel safe anymore. It wasn't because, you know, business has gone down the tubes because of the pandemic. They said our, 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 our employees don't feel safe anymore. Yeah. The people that, 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 that uh, we had this, as I say, the George Floyd situation was a, a particular incident in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And the police officers there got in trouble yes. for how that turned out. And Chauvin was... He was convicted of, uh, was it second-degree murder or something like that? Mm-hmm. So the consequences were paid for what happened there with uh, George Floyd. There was no need for riots all over America and, quite frankly, for all the marches. They were unnecessary. Yes. There, there, there was nothing. What were you marching for? Mm-hmm. You were mar- you, you, what, you, really, you were marching mm-hmm. against police officers. Yes. 
that's what you were marching for mm-hmm. when you were marching for Black Lives Matter. Because yes. uh, who who is you know Black Lives? Yes, obviously Black Lives Matter. Every mm-hmm. every lives matter. But you couldn't even say every life matters, right? Nope. <laughs> Before you're a racist. So that's right. the whole thing was turned on its head. Mm-hmm. And uh, the people now who are for defund the police, who are making a big issue of the, uh, you know, as if the George Floyd thing was happening all over America all the time by police officers, mm-hmm. they are suffering the consequences now of their choices Yes, of uh, that defund the police, mm-hmm. light on crime, uh, don't put people in prison, uh, let them out, yep. the, these district attorneys. It, it's amazing. What you have is you have... Uh, Democrat-run areas that allowed a certain degree of anarchy to take place. Oh, yeah. Remember the zone that was set up in Seattle? The police were not, were told, you don't go in that zone. Mm-hmm. Well, Baltimore, Baltimore, the mayor of Baltimore said, we need to give people uh, a time to riot. Yes. A place to riot. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they endorsed burned. anarchy. Yeah. So now they're suffering the consequences of yeah. uh, of their decisions. Anyway, next story. Chris. Well, on a related note, uh, people are apparently taking advantage of the uh, the whole you got to wear a mask policy that a number of places still go by, even though there have been a lot Who of stories. Who does that, Chris? Well, in the L.A. area specifically, they that's still want people to, to wear masks. Okay. Oh, it's all I need to hear. Well, I bring this area. up. Uh, Fox had this story yesterday as well. L.A. area business bans wearing masks after string of robberies by masked thieves. Enough is enough, says Fraser Ross. Oh, because the the thieves are really concerned about COVID. (laughs) Yeah. So they're they're masked up, right? That's right. They're coming in there with masks and shields and hoodies and stuff like that. The owner of uh, Kits in Los Angeles is an apparel store. They sell men's, women's, kids' clothing. Uh, Fraser Ross told Fox News he now spends an additional, an additional 150 grand each year on security because of this. Yeah, most of these security guards at these places just stand around and watch the criminals. Have you noticed this? Yes. Are you going, why are you even there? Yeah. Huh? I was watching yesterday. That uh, it's video after video, video. I guess they t- right. I guess they tell the security people just stand there with your shirt on. It says security, and maybe that'll keep people from robbing us. Well, if you're a security guard and you're saying to yourself, the police aren't going to be called, right. Or they aren't going to come, right. They aren't going to back me up. Then if you are a security guard, why in the world would you get involved in that right. situation? And they tell and, the employees don't confront the and right. I and I understand that. I understand that. But in sure. the, the again these uh, that's why Starbucks is shutting down all mm-hmm. their stores. That's why these drug stores and and are going out of business in these big cities. They're being robbed blind. Mm-hmm. In open daylight. A lot of these people are going in with shopping carts taking out stuff. <laughs> Well, that was the case in San Francisco. Yeah. We all saw the videos because the local district attorney, which thankfully has been voted out of office, he said, uh, we're not going to uh, blame anybody who goes in with a shopping cart as long as they only steal under $900 worth of stuff. (laughs) Right. Uh, We're not going to stop them. Right, which begged the question for me is, do they have a place where you can go and Value up all the stuff you're shoplifting, so you make sure you're not yeah, crossing. Could, could you yeah. check me out? Yeah, would make you sure check I'm me out? Right, I'm right. shoplifting, but I want to make sure I don't go over the nine hundred dollars here. Right. Yeah. Well, and one more example that's been in the news last couple of days <laughs> is in this in New York City. Uh, there was a, uh, a a man who sucker punched another man for unprovoked in mm. last in the last five or six days. 
the video videos catch everything now in these, mm -hmm. especially on these streets of these cities. And the guy had to go to the hospital. He was almost killed. He was on a ventilator. It was just a random attack. It appeared. Yep. Well, the district attorney there in New York charged the man with a misdemeanor and set him free. I'm yeah. talking about the offender, the violent offender. I know. Well, in a, in a unusual, if not unprecedented move, the governor of the state of New York stepped in, and she herself is a liberal wackadoodle, mm -hmm. okay? She stepped in and said, you know what? Rearrest that man and put him in, put him in jail. Yeah. He doesn't need to be out on the streets because attempted murder is not a misdemeanor. So there is a sort of a war going on now between sane people, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Right. Who understand you have to put criminals behind bars or they're going to do it again. And the insane George Soros mentality, which says crime should go unpunished because to punish it is racist, I guess, or some other kind of ism. Priest. All right, uh, Chris, we got six minutes left what else you got well i do want to bring uh attention to the fact that it is a primary day in a couple of states um the one that's getting a lot of attention is florida where democratic voters are going to decide who's going to face governor ron DeSantis in november uh and uh it's a four-person race today and it really boils down to about two candidates one of them being former governor charlie christ who was a republican he became an independent now he wants to be a democrat and he's running for the Democratic gubernatorial primary against Nikki Freed, the state agriculture commissioner. We did a story on Freed a couple of weeks ago because she referred to Alliance Defending Freedom as a hate group and cited data from the Southern Poverty Law Center. Our, which fri has been our friends at ADF yes. who defend Christians' religious freedoms across the country. Oh, she cited the Southern Poverty Law Center? Yes, she did. Well, and she was also— There uh, you go. She, she was sued by ADF about a month ago because she was part of an effort that wanted to restrict yeah. funding for school lunches unless you believed what the Biden wants to yeah. Biden administration wants to do, redefining sex to I include think, gender identity. I don't think her or Chris, either one, whoever wins that primary today, is going to beat Ron DeSantis for governor. I just don't believe that. DeSantis is pretty popular he is and he is enjoying the limelight i'll give you one example here do we have time for one clip brent okay this is camp it's a campaign ad for governor DeSantis. it's a takeoff on top gun because top gun 2 has been in theaters clip six good morning ladies and gentlemen this is your governor speaking today's training evolution dog fighting taking on the corporate media the rules of engagement are as follows number one don't fire unless fired upon but when they fire you fire back with overwhelming force. Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill. Number two, never ever back down from a fight. If I could complete the question though. So you're gonna give a speech or ask a question? Number three, don't accept their narrative. It's wrong, it's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts. That's Governor Ron DeSantis. Taking on <laughs> reporters. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, I almost feel like driving He's down terrific. to Florida and voting illegally. <laughs> so I just can, mail it in. Because like I want to vote. Else does. I, yeah, I might right. mail, it, mail it in from Tupelo. I'll save you some gas. <laughs> from right, for Ron DeSantis. The national average is still 389 today, so I'm trying to save you. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, that's Governor DeSantis. So he, he'll square off with one of the other 
the two you mentioned, the aforementioned, mm. uh, what were they? Governor Christ and Chris. Nikki Freed. Yeah, yes. and Nikki Freed, 44-year-old agriculture yeah. commissioner. Right. She is pro-abortion. She's all in with the homosexual crowd. Yeah. You, she's, she's far, a, far left. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens there, but I think Governor DeSantis probably win fairly. Now, Florida's, you know, Florida over the last few years has been a 50-50 type red-blue state. But they're trending red. They've mm-hmm. been red for Trump the last two times, and uh, so I think that Governor Santos will will win in November. Yeah, and, and I think the people moving in, like from New York, from California, and others, I don't think they're bringing California politics with them, and I don't think they're bringing New York politics. No, I think they're escaping yeah. those. You better those not. You're gonna or you'll ruin Florida. Well, Dude, you know. Like, Marco Rubio, he said recently, and we had this clip on the show, Marco Rubio said a lot of Cuban-Americans in Miami had watched what happened at Trump's estate and were like, this is what we escaped Cuba for. Right. Yeah, so that's true. we'll see whether or not they come out in favor of DeSantis. That's true. Uh, just based on that. Well, what's going to be fascinating to me as a political junkie is um, what happens in the next six months rel- relative to the Republican nomination. Yes. For president, because everybody's waiting to see is Donald Trump going to announce or not. The thinking is by most people, he will announce his run for president. But if he doesn't, for some reason, then that opens the door for the person we've been talking about, Governor DeSantis from Florida. Yes. To run for president on the Republican side for 2024. All right. uh, We got some more stuff talk about in five minutes after the news uh here on american family radio steve jordahl will come in chris we appreciate thank you especially looking up the characters of clue oh it's what i'm here for the board the board game there that's for uh but uh, all right so we'll see you back here in five minutes everybody The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.